and welcome back everyone to the JD Dragon Podcast. Today I am going to tell you the story of what I was doing before about a JD Dragon and just you know I'm referring to JD Dragon Tours because that's what basically kicked off this whole JD Dragon series of projects I've been doing including AFA and of course the JD Dragon Podcast so I hope you enjoy. So, in order to tell you the story of what I was doing before I founded JD Dragon with the assistance of a few people at my school, I need to tell you the story of what I want to do with my life when I got older. And that was initially to be a game designer. I wanted to create video games as I was and still am a big video game fan. And I actually want to start up my own studio. But that all changed one day when I was in Venice with my family and we were sitting at a restaurant, like on the Grand Canal. And then my father turned around to me and said, well, for someone like you, the UN would actually be a better fit of an organization. And so when I returned home, I decided to join the school's Moral United Nations Society. And I was determined that it was would be through this decision that I would go on to eventually work for the actual UN. But that did not happen. However, I did get a number of awards and opportunities that I wouldn't otherwise get if I hadn't joined the Moral United Nations. So for instance, I won the Runner-Up Best Delegate Award at the 2018 Basel Moral United Nations Conference representing Belgium on a variety of issues ranging from disability rights and discussing how Belgium could work together with its European and global allies to ensure the rights of people with disabilities are respected and also on a number of issues but that was the main one and then I went on to represent countries like Switzerland and Germany where I actually represent Switzerland before I represented Belgium, but as you know, well as you can probably tell, I was usually assigned the countries that had German as an official language, and it was through this that I wound up developing a sort of love for the German language and the German culture. And actually, after Barbara 2019, which is where I was at one of the co-chairs of the Human Rights Council, I was assigned to chair the UN Office of Drugs and Crime at Barbara 2020, which is based on an actual UN organization based in Vienna. And I also acted as the student ambassador for a UN employee 
named Morel Andrews, who was originally from Canada, and he was at the time employed in the now defunct UN Department of Field Support. And I also represented, uh, well, actually represented the Secretary General of the Bank of International Settlements at the time, Bill Cohen, along with a former European Court of Justice court clerk from Helsinki named Dr. Johanna Jakobsen, who is also a professor at the IE University in Madrid, Spain. And so I should say that, as you can see, politics, especially the politics and culture of the German-speaking nation-states has played a huge part of my life. And I actually have Hanoverian ancestry. So a branch of my family is descended from ancestors who came from Hanover in the north of Germany. And this, in addition to the fact that I live in a German-speaking country, and I speak German on a regular basis at work and in society, the leads me to see the German language and my experiences of living in this country and meeting these people and representing these countries as sort of a part of myself. It's now a part of who I am. As a part I am grateful is there. So, and what I especially like is that the International Paralympic Committee is based in Bonn, in the German state of North Rhine-Westphalia. And actually Ludwig von Beethoven was from there, and he was actually deaf. The infamous 18th century composer couldn't hear his own music. And I actually see the ability to speak both German and English as a way of uniting two distinct communities together. As well, yes, English is a popular language to learn, and it's a language that definitely bridges multiple communities from all over the globe together. What living here has taught me is that it's not always the most useful language all the time, because I have met people here in Switzerland and other countries who are not as fluent in English as you might initially think because of the prevalence of English language media from from countries like the US and UK and Australia. And so I feel that by learning German, I have opened up uh, previously locked set of doors, basically, and have been able to communicate to communicate with a larger audience and the larger, more diverse population, if you will, because German is actually it was official in six countries, and it's a recognized minority language in fourteen other countries, in addition to the countries where it's an official language and it's spoken by the majority of the population. I shouldn't say the majority because in Belgium and Luxembourg it's an official language but it's not spoken by the 
majority of the population, at least not as a native language. Whereas in Switzerland and Germany and Austria and Liechtenstein, it is spoken as the native tongue of the majority of the population. And so this is one of the, what well, actually these, all these reasons are the reason why I enjoy many people from German-speaking countries, like they are some of the greatest people I've ever met, and they're definitely people who will continue to have a great influence on my life, and they have helped me come a long way, in addition to my friends and family from, well, I should say my family and my friends from outside of the German-speaking realm, or the, or the Deutsch. The Deutsche Sprachenraum, as they say in German, and but still, people from the German-speaking world—they are some of the greatest people I've ever met, and I see them as continuing to be some of the greatest people I've ever met. I can now see why the German-speaking countries are seen as leaders in innovation and have a high standards of living because the people there are very innovative and they have a way of looking at the world that is fueled with diversity and, you know, they is really awesome. I'm not saying that people from like countries aren't. Obviously, that is not true. Everyone's country is special to me in some way because everyone has everyone, irregardless of where you're from, brings something new to the table, and it you can't favor one country above another because no countries are no two countries are better than each other. Everyone's different, everyone's equal. And this year has has really brought that fact home to me. And so irregardless away from your your special and your country special. And we should all learn to accept each other as equals as living in a country with four official languages and four distinct diverse communities has taught me the Swiss see each other as equals and they have since 1291 when their country was founded in addition the Germans, Austrians and Liechtensteins and and Belgians and Luxembourgers all see each other as equals and I feel that it's something that we should all accept and we should all, you know, really see in each other as well as ourselves. So, good night or good day, wherever you are. And thank you for being a fan of the show and supporting and supporting my work and I hope you'll continue to do so in the future.